Good evening, Saints fans and NFLers around the world. Welcome to the Who Dat Dish podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things New Orleans Saints as part of Fansided. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. What's up, everyone? I'm your other host, Tyler Raymond. And we just want to thank everyone, as always, for uh, this is our 14th episode. Uh, I know Dayton agrees. He's probably agreeing on the other side right now. But obviously, we are both very appreciative, so thank you. We are here tonight to discuss some Saints football. It hasn't exactly gone the way we would like, but regardless, we're here to talk about it anyway. So, and also, unfortunately last week, I had a family emergency. I couldn't make it, but I just want to say I'm back here now. So I wanted to thank you, Dayton, for uh, yeah. taking care of everything while I was gone. So. Good, to, good to have you back, man. Missed yep. it last week, but uh, it was just a little quick uh, game preview that uh, didn't turn out as planned, obviously. That uh, loss against the Vikings was... Obviously painful. It was on a national stage, and and if, if, for those of you that don't know, the Saints lost twenty nine and nineteen. And then uh, we're not going to dive too much into that game, just because you know first game of the season. We all know that the Saints didn't perform as well as they should. We're just going to put it on the back burner. We will dive into what happened week two. Obviously, that would be our main topic. But uh, first, we obviously want to get into articles of the week. Uh, you know it, you love it. That's where Tyler and I dive into the most. Uh, recent articles that are on whodatdish.com from ourselves and our fellow contributors at WDD. Uh, be sure to go to whodatdish.com, by the way. If you're not living there, yep. you should be. Uh, so, Tyler, give me uh, okay. give me a couple articles to plug, man. Okay, so first I'm going to plug away at the fantastic writers at whodatdish. So right now I, I was looking over the articles. Uh, we usually do this before our podcast, and we pick out some articles to give some credit to. And we have a lot of articles coming out right now, guys, so I couldn't really pick one specifically because I love them all too much, but I just got to give out, uh, give some shout-outs to Tony Twilley, uh, Roy Anderson, and Dean Mullen, some great ed- editor, uh, editors and writers for Who That Dish that have been producing like crazy, so shout-outs to them. Check out their recent articles on whodatdish.com. We've got a lot going on right now with them and what they are producing, but for what I wrote... A couple weeks ago, I had a fantastic interview uh, with Saints linebacker Adam Big Hill. So I, I got to talk with him for a little bit. I got to pick his brain. So that went really well. I was super happy to get a chance to talk to him. I just want to thank him if he's listening to uh, you know, everything that he contributed to that article. So thank you, Adam. But that's what I've got, Dan. How about you? Yeah, uh... I mentioned that uh, interview last week, and I'm glad he mentioned it again because it's a hell of an interview with, with a very big name, uh, a very important figure for the Saints Actually, right now. Actually, one more thing, really yeah. quick. I just forgot to mention, sorry, but um, uh, soon, it's in the works right now. I'm not going to release the name yet in case it doesn't happen for privacy sakes, but I'm in the works of getting another interview. This one's going to be a little more article incorporated with questions mixed in but with another New Orleans Saints player. So keep your fingers crossed. I'll keep you guys updated with that. But the floor is yours, Dayton. It's Drew Brees, isn't it, man? Uh, maybe. Maybe <laughs> not. Just kidding. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah, fantastic stuff. Looking forward to that next uh, interview. Uh, yep. The article I want to plug for myself isn't out yet. I submitted it uh, really, really late last night, but it's going to be a primetime article tomorrow. So be sure to keep your eyes peeled. The title is Saints. Defensive struggles have one common denominator. Obviously, it goes into who I think is the sole proprietor proprietor, proprietor of the Saints' defensive struggles, and that yep. is uh, Sean Payton. That's the head coach. Uh, the article dives into how poor the Saints' defense has done. We have ranked 23rd or worse nine 
different times under Sean Payton in the 11 or 12 seasons he's been head coach. Yeah. That's terrible. You don't even want to know the stats for uh, how we do in September the last few years. Yeah, yeah, pretty... yeah. Our September record the past few years has been awful. But it's like one in ten right now. Five different defensive coordinators throughout Sean Payton's career, and there have still been you know terrible defense after te- terrible defense. So obviously Sean Payton is here to blame. We we, we need to stop pretending like it's somebody else. Well, I'll, I'll dive into that a little bit more uh, as in terms of what we should do with Sean Payton later on, but. It is his responsibility. He is not a defensive-minded coach. Uh, he doesn't have great relationships with any defensive coordinators in the league, maybe besides Wade Phillips, who is on the, the Rams now, uh, which I think if we had Wade Phillips, Sean Payton was somehow, because I'm pretty sure they had a relationship uh, in Dallas at one point. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, when, because he's making the Rams defense look really good right yeah, now. Yeah, whatever Wade team Phillips. Wade Phillips goes to. I could be wrong as far as their relationship, but I know that they were in part of the Dallas coaching staff around the same time. But um, yeah. Look, Sean Payton either needs to step up, take responsibility for this, or re- realize that there needs to be change besides just firing another defense coordinator or replacing him. But that's the article yep. that will be out tomorrow. The other one I want to plug is by our fantastic editor, Roy Anderson. Uh, Who Dish talks with sister site Chowder and Champions about Saints-Patriots. This obviously, the interview happened before the game, uh, but feel free to read it just because it's uh, a great Q&A with um, Logan... Jakku, I, I'm not even going to try it. Logan J. It's he, Logan. Yeah, Logan, Logan. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's the lead editor at Chowder and Champions, which covers all of Boston sports uh, for fan-sided. So it's always great when fan-sided sites get together and team up and do something like this. So, yeah, guys, be sure to check that out. Read it up. It'll be nice to con- compare and contrast as, in terms of what actually happened in the real game. So, yeah, like yep. I said, go to hoodaddish.com, read all the fantastic articles we've mentioned. Uh, if you're not living there, you should be. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. I love that little uh, catchphrase of yours now. You know, if you're not yeah. living there, you should be. You should. It, it's a it, fantastic it's site, especially if you're a Saints Yeah, fan. it is. All right. Now, as we move on from that awesome segment, Articles of the Week, we move on to our first topic of the night, and that is reviewing the Saints-Patriots game. Now, for those who have been living under, the, uh, under a rock or do not know, the New Orleans Saints, unfortunately, fell to the New England Patriots uh, yesterday uh, afternoon. Uh, and the final score, it shouldn't be mentioned. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. And I think it was 36-20. to yep. But in the end, the Saints ended up uh, falling to 0-2. So let's discuss. Tom what Brady, was your initial thoughts, Dayton? Yeah, so Tom Brady, obviously, uh, if, if you've been on any social media platform since yesterday, Tom Brady had the best first quarter of his entire career. Uh, which is saying a lot, yeah, which is saying a lot because he is a 40-year-old quarterback who struggled last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you know, we come into this game not thinking the Patriots are going to be the the regular Patriots, uh, but they were prime-time Patriots in that game. Uh, The only only positive to come out of this game, actually, let me take this back. The only big positive for the team uh, in the first two weeks of the season is special teams. Uh, that's I was going to say Marshawn Lattimore, too. Marshawn Lattimore has been great, too. Mar- Marshawn Lattimore has been great. I, th- I think he's living up to his expectations, which is good. But um, yeah. uh, special teams have been great. Will Lutz has been consistent. Thomas Morse said, mm-hmm. obviously showing why he's one of the best punters in the league. You have guys like Chris Banjo and Trey Edmonds making plays in special yeah. teams, showing why they made the uh, showing why they made the team, uh, as opposed to somebody else who you know we would use on offense or defense. But the, the, they're really good special teams player. The only other real positive I could take away from that ties in with Marshawn Lattimore um, is that Brandon Cooks only had three catches in the game. 
I was afraid Brandon Cooks was going to go off on us and it was going to create a whole other story arc. Uh, but luckily, uh, Marshawn Lattimore was able to keep him in check for, for the most part. I think that he covered him for most of the game. Uh, and I'm sure you have some more stats about Marshawn Lattimore. I've been really impressed with him. Other than that, I mean, this game was embarrassing to watch. It was embarrassing to keep up with. It was 20-6 to um, at the end of the first quarter. Uh, yep. Tom Brady already had over 200 yards and three touchdown passes in that game. Uh, awful. Their defense is not that good. We should have put up more points. We should have been more towards the 30 range uh, point mark. Because, granted, if our defense gives up 36 points, that's bad. But our offense has the ability to catch up with that. Uh, but they didn't show that in the game. Uh, it was similar to against Minnesota when Drew Brees got a touchdown late in the game, kind of in garbage time when they knew that they were losing. So, really, that touchdown wasn't a, like a key touchdown or a key factor to keep us close or anything uh it was just kind of a garbage time touchdown uh what did you think tyler i know i know you're probably just as frustrated as i am (laughs) so um for all those marshall Lattimore hype fans and including us dayton i just want to say that uh if you don't follow us on twitter you should here's a quick uh twitter plug make sure to follow us on twitter we will be giving our twitter handles later but so, with me specifically, I love retweeting stats about the Saints game, uh, Saints games in general. It doesn't matter. They're winning by 50. They're losing by 50. I like to know the specifics. So, mm-hmm. regarding Marshawn Lattimore, uh, he lined up against Brandon Cooks, given who runs a 4-3-3. Lattimore only usually runs around a 4-3-6 most of the time. He lined up 30 of 39 route, uh, routes, and he held him to just 15 yards on three targets. I'd say that is really impressive, considering yeah. our cornerback struggles in the past. So I also want to pull up, you mentioned about the offense. So as of right now, I know in the last game against the Patriots, the Saints moved Ryan Ramchak over to right tackle and moved Andrews Pete over to left tackle. Now, regardless of what they do here, it's obviously killer because they don't have Toronto to back and they just lost Zach Streep. So, they're sort of trying to make something out of nothing, and in the end, it's not really becoming much. But I could see them putting a lot more points up if they had their original rotation back. You right, know? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the offensive line reconstructive experiment that Sean Payton implemented was interesting, and I enjoy him uh, taking that. I, I guess you could say it was a risk, but you know, it's important for the team's future in the season to figure out who's going to be working in what spots with the injuries that we have. Um, yep. However... Against a team like the Patriots, uh, you want to do the least amount of experimenting as you can. Uh, mm-hmm. And and look, I I'm gonna check up the stats real quick, but I, I don't oh, think you're good. Drew Brees was under duress too much during the game. Um, I, I I felt like he had good stats here. Here, let me uh, pull it up real quick. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Drew Brees yeah. was 27 to 45, so 18 incompletions yeah. isn't ideal, but I mean, uh, yeah, he we'll was only. Take- he was sacked one time for eight yards. He had a 99.9 quarterback rating. Like I said, uh, 100 and greater is definitely above average. So he had a pretty good day. Uh, t- he actually had two touchdowns. Excuse me. He actually he did have two touchdowns, which is great. One to Coleman and then one to Fleener. Uh, that's another positive I like. Uh, Fleener is doing actually, really well. It's Kobe Fleener is actually doing really well. He's earning that money that, that he got. Brandon Coleman has also stepped up. Mike Thomas led the team. Yeah, that- you, I'm himself. surprised, though. Uh, on paper, it looks really good, but I'm surprised Michael Thomas didn't have a bigger impact in this game. You know? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just surprised. That, well, given New Orleans didn't exactly have the chance because of they were constantly, like you said, under duress with their offensive line, 
But you figure, let me look up right now. Uh, let's see. Do you have it on you? Actually, right here. Uh, for the the play, uh, the Patriots had a bunch of players out, and I mm-hmm. felt like personally going into this game that the Saints were going to take advantage of that. They had Demi, uh, Danny Amendola. He was out. They had McCordy. He was out. They had Hightower. He was out. Just a bunch of players, key players for the Patriots. But yeah. apparently, they didn't need them because they still managed to um, beat the crap out of us. They only had they only had three active wide receivers on the roster suited up for this game, yeah. uh, and one of them was Philip Dorsett, who they traded for a week ago, uh, <laughs> or one or two weeks ago. Yeah, a couple uh, weeks ago. And. Then Rob Gronkowski got hurt in the middle of the game, and Tom Brady was still able to get some yards. Yeah, so obviously there is something going on. You know, I I don't know if it's the packages that uh, Dennis Allen is running. He I know he he runs man to man more often than we've seen in the past, yeah. but I still think he runs too much zone coverages. Um, I again, I don't agree. I don't think you can put the blame on him so much. I mean, I mean that this this is going to fall under Sean Payton. I mean, it's, yep. it's the mentality, it's the discipline on the defense, uh, it's it's lack of communication, leaving receivers wide open. Uh, you know, there, there's 12 men on the field. We got an interception. We got an interception. Granted, it was a free play. Brady knew there were 12 men on the field, but there were 12 men on our field, and we got an Marcus William, the rookie, got an interception and got brought back. That's the second week in a row. Sean Payton yeah. is a veteran head coach. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been to championship games. How do you let that happen two weeks in a row? That's what know. that's what got me really fed up. Well, and the week before, their starting defense didn't uh, only had ten players on the field too. Yes, given that. Yeah. And yeah. Now, would you like me to tell you what I think the issues are with yes. this defense? Yes. Okay. So I believe first off, I think it comes down to uh, we all know that Dennis Allen likes to mix up a lot of schemes, packages, blitzes, but I think. I think for a defense this young, I think you're making it too overly complicated. Now, obviously, I'm only a fan and an analyst watching this from my TV or different outlets, but it's not hard to tell when you Brady recognizes you're blitzing two cornerbacks or two safeties, yeah. and then you have T.J. Williams all by himself in a huge open zone. How are you right. supposed to defend a wide, all that wide open space or – when you're implementing all these different kind uh, kinds of blitzes or trying to get your defensive ends on Brady and he just has way too much time, it's just yeah, it's, just, it's not fun to watch. You know, as a Saints no. fan, I really try to be optimistic, but when you have Brady, who, who's known for picking defenses apart, practically, we're basically doing the work for him. We're right. basically showing him... He's a smart guy. It doesn't take much for him to recognize, oh, uh, they're blitzing with these two guys. This this coverage is open. This zone is open. I'm just going to throw it over here. It, it's an easy reception, easy 10, 12 yards. It's really yeah. – it's almost pathetic to say to say the least, Dean, you know? And, yeah. And, and the worst part is for me, I don't even think it's the secondary. I, like, I, I get I, – I get – I, I do understand benching Vicaro because he's been struggling. I do understand – players getting exposed be- because of different packages. But I think, answer me this, Dan. Why do you think they have to blitz so much? Uh, I think it's a combination. Well, we have to blitz because we have no defensive line pressure. Exactly. We brought in Alex Okafor, who is expected to be Paul Kruger 2.0, but yeah. actually make a difference. He hasn't done much. 
We're, we we had let me look it up right now. I believe on Twitter we had Hauli Kikaha, who I believe only played nine snaps uh, on defense, but had a quarterback hit, had a sack. Um, why weren't we playing him more? Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we have all these different players like Al Qaeda Muhammad, who shined in preseason. He's barely got any time. Or he we was, have yeah, he was inactive yeah. for the game, which I I didn't understand. I don't know why he was inactive for the game. Uh, fans were mad about that last week. How we? Yeah. I don't believe he saw any time. You had Trey Hendrickson. Who is a defensive lineman who can be put inside? You have, you have a nice combo of Sheldon Rankins, David Oniyamata, and Tyler uh, Davison, who you could be rotating in. And I read somewhere else too that they're sticking with the, uh, I can't think of the word, but they're sticking with the same package most of the time. They're sticking with the same group of people. Rotate in, you know. If, yeah. Obviously, the Saints have a lot of variety here, but I'm like ranting now, but. Obviously, the Saints have a lot of right on the defensive line. That's the point of having good depth there. So you can implement a strong Alex Okafor, a fast Hauliki Kaha, a dominant Sheldon Rankins. You use these different packages to disrupt the quarterback. Sean Payton, I just remember um, uh, saying a quote about, oh, uh, for our different quarterbacks, we want to disrupt their timing. If you plug in Hauliki Kaha on third downs, a really quick uh, speed edge rusher, and you have Alex Okafor on first and second down. They'll throw off the yeah. opposing quarterback. He won't know who's coming. Right. You no, know, he's not going to take time to analyze. Oh, I have forty-five on this side instead of a player in the nineties. You know. I don't yeah. know. Sorry for the ramp, but no, that's just, it's a lot of things for me right now. It's it's the personnel. It's Sean Payton. I think. I think. Okay, so uh, don't worry, I'll let you talk to you. I know you're probably you're good, going man. to. Um, I like this, I like this, keep going. Yeah, I, I think the Saints have the personnel to get stuff done. Uh, we've seen that. We have talented playmakers. We drafted people that could get job, jobs done. Look at what Marshawn Lattimore is doing. He's the only glimmer in this black abyss of a Saints defense right now. Mm-hmm. You have P.J. Williams being exposed because he has no help uh, downfield. You have... Von Bell and Marcus Williams getting exposed because they have no help. You have the defensive line who's not getting enough pressure, so Tom Brady has forever to throw and expose our young defense. It's just, man, this Saints defense. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just want to ask Sean Payton, like, what's the point of you going out and signing, you know, Alex Okafor uh, and and drafting out Kaden Muhammad, Trey Hendrickson, playing them in the preseason? And, and so what's the point of you drafting those guys, signing those guys, getting the depth, yeah. and knowing that they're ready to play and not playing them? What is the point? Yeah. Especially if your defense is struggling so much. That's what I don't understand. Um, and, nope. and the other thing uh, I don't understand yeah. is why uh, we only rushed the ball 17 times yesterday. I don't get it. Uh, Drew, Brees, Drew Brees threw the ball 45 times. So what we, we ran 62 plays. 45 of those were passes. That needs to change. We need to get closer to 30 you know, rushes per game. Uh, give give Ingram and Peterson, you know, twelve, maybe thirteen a piece, and then let Kamara take the rest. You know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Mark Ingram eight rushes, fifty two yards, six and a half yard average. He had a he had a twenty eight yard rush. He he broke that off. That was great. Peterson had picked up two first downs rushing, and he averaged three yards that was per good. carry. But they only rushed the ball eight times a piece. That's 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 ludicrous. That's crazy. I will me. say this though, 
I think maybe if I were okay, so let's let's pretend we were Sean Payton here. If you saw, well, okay, given Minnesota's defense was very good, mm-hmm. and obviously I'd put Minnesota's defensive line over New England's right now. But if you look at week one where we they couldn't really get anything going, you know, and you have mm-hmm. Mark Ingram not exactly breaking away like he did in this game, or you have Adrian Peterson who looked sluggish and didn't get off going to a hot start. Maybe you were a bit hesitant. Maybe that's right. when, I looked, when I looked at this. The first thing I looked at was maybe he just wanted to get Jubilees in a rhythm, you know? I could see that, yeah. It's, it's sad to say, but my mic keeps falling. It's sad to say, but honestly, at this point, I, I know as good as uh, as good as good the running backs we have and Mark Ingram and Adrian Pearson, if we're – if I want the Saints to win, I'm going to put the ball in Drew Brees. Uh, Drew Brees' hand. You're right. You know, and the funny part is I actually read earlier, um, Mark Ingram right now, despite how many carries and everything he's had, through two games is projected to reach over 1,000 yards. Can you believe that? That is crazy. Wow, 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 wow. But I will say this, though. Like, it's almost like the similar situation with uh, Marshawn Lynch and uh, the Seattle Seahawks when they were in the Super Bowl. You have Russell Wilson, who's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I love Agent Pierce and Mark Ingram. I don't know if it makes sense sign Agent Pierce. I like him though. I think yeah. if he you if he was used right, he can make a difference to this offense. But you have Drew Brees. He can. Uh, he's just like Tom Brady. You give him time, and he'll be picked any single part of that defense you want him to. Sure, he's not gonna make the prettiest of throws. Sure, he can't throw it eighty plus yards downfield like Aaron Rodgers, but. He's a great quarterback. He's a surgeon. If he he is, if he went to the medical field, he'd be a surgeon and he'd yeah. be a top class surgeon. I, you know? agree. And, I agree with you that Drew Brees is fantastic. He's, he's a Hall of Fame yeah. quarterback, first ballot for sure. But we Super do need Bowl. to run the ball more, though. That's for especially sure. when Drew Brees had 18 incompletions, and yeah. our second, our, our number two receiver is gone. He. he He's gone yeah, until we need Willie Sneed. Willie oh, Sneed is out. Demon. When one of our best receivers is out, you have to start looking elsewhere. I did want to give a special shout-out uh, to, just because I was looking over the sets, P.J. Williams actually leads the team in tackles. He has uh, 18 tackles. Really? Um, A.J. Klein had 11 tackles in the first game. He had two against New England. A little bit disappointing. Yeah. I thought that he played great against uh, Minnesota, but looks like he faltered. Yeah. But yeah. P.J. Williams leads the team in tackles at 18. Uh, he also had one pass defended uh, yesterday against Patriots. So, uh, obviously, Williams and Lattimore need to be the starters. They're playing the best uh, football. Uh, Devonta Harris still needs to not play as not often play. as he's been playing. Uh, I still want to see Sterling Moore. I do too. Sterling Moore was in the game a little bit yesterday, so I'm just just for a little, you know, a few plays here and there. Uh, I would like to see Ken Crawley not be a, you know, inactive. I, I would actually like to see him. Yeah, be able to give come. him a chance. He deserves yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, but uh. So, so general right now, if if you had to, uh, to give me give me right now, give me your biggest negative, whether that mm-hmm. be a single person or okay. a, whatever it is, give me the biggest negative and the biggest positive concerning the team okay. right now. So I have a tie for first place. Tie for first place. Biggest negatives right now. Defense. Uh, okay, I'll just say it right now. Cool. Uh, the lines on both sides. Offensive line. All your main guys are injured. We don't know when they're coming back. We've had to rely on virtually nothing to get it going. Defensive side, uh, you just heard me say it earlier. We, we're getting no pressure, and it's really pathetic. Now, the positives, I would say two players. One on offense, one on defense. Offense, actually, eh, maybe one, but no, I'll say this. Kobe Fleener. Everyone mm-hmm. had uh, 
after last season, nobody had expectations. People were hopeful, but people, fans were really disappointed. And he's starting to make plays when the Saints need it, so I appreciate that. The defense, Marshawn Lattimore. Like I said, of all the cornerbacks that aren't exactly doing well, you have one that is, and that's Marshawn Lattimore. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I would. I, I, you pretty much summed it up right there. Yeah, biggest positive, honestly, to me right now is our confidence in Marshawn Lattimore. I think that he's playing great. Obviously, Kobe Fleener is making the money too. Um, I'm yep. glad to see that Drew Brees is still being per- fairly consistent. Uh, you know, it could be a lot worse. You know, if, if he was starting to decline, just needs to give him time. Yeah, but it looks like he's still on the up and up. Uh, biggest negative so far, obviously, yeah, our, our entire defense as a whole is not doing its job communicating well. And the injuries on the offensive line are starting to show and, and really starting to hurt us. So, um, But good news is the Saints do have a game right after, obviously, this Sunday. Uh, they are traveling it, to Carolina to pretty. take on the Panthers. Uh, Their funny, defense is half-notch. Uh, which is what, I, what I'm about to ask you, Tyler. Uh, oh. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what, so, so obviously going into this game, what are you expecting? And right after that, so, so tell me what you expect about the game right after that. Let me know what you expect going on for the season based off what you've seen these past two weeks and maybe what might happen in a week three. Okay, so week three, I've been, like I said, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I've been following it, and right now uh, Carolina has only allowed virtually nothing when it comes to points, and mm-hmm. it's not pretty. And the recipe right now, uh, same success. Uh, equals defense that isn't awful plus consistent points by Drew Brees. If you take away Drew Brees and his offense by apparently a very good Carolina defense and our Saints defense doesn't doesn't stop uh, doesn't stop Cam Newton, it's not going to be pretty. I don't. I don't think that'll be a problem. Honestly, Cam Newton has not looked like Cam Newton so far this season. Yeah, but could surprise us. It could surprise yeah. us. I mean, I wouldn't be you know shocked if our defense was the team. Take a grain of salt with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that like if we were the team to spark a great season for Cam Newton, I wouldn't be surprised if it came against us. Uh, oh. But Panthers aren't looking too good. They struggled, even though they won by twenty points in San Francisco. They struggled a lot. They had a lot of turnovers. Christian McCaffrey had a fumble. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a little bit easier for our defense to play correctly, play the play the correct way. Uh, if you remember, early in the Minnesota game, they actually forced a few. That I think they forced two three and outs and a couple other drives that didn't turn into points early in the game. I was thinking that was going to set the tone. Obviously, it didn't. But we need to keep yeah. doing that in games to set the tone. Don't let the Patriots or, or a team like the Patriots come out and score 20 points in the first quarter. That can't happen. You're, you're going to have to limit Cam Newton. Uh, don't let him get comfortable outside of the pocket. Uh, if yep, you collapse and let him escape, yep. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that—that's where. So hopefully we don't blitz too often in the game. Hopefully we have some sort of spy because Newton's arm is not what it used to be so far exactly. this season. Uh, so I think that he's going to try to run as often as he can, despite the shoulder injury. Uh, but I mean, we're gonna have to see. Um, again, our special teams is really the only positive note that I can think on. So. Hopefully, yeah. like Ted Ginn Jr. can get us a return touchdown or something. That'd be nice. I don't know, man. Honestly, uh, and then as far as in terms of the rest of the season, I'm really disappointed. Um, I think that if we are one and three or zero oh and four by the time the bye week comes around, so after our game in London so. against the Dolphins, if we are one and three, zero oh and four, I, I I usually don't advocate for teams to fire their head coaches, but Sean Payton needs to go if, if that's the case. I know midseason 
head coach firings aren't exactly the best idea, but if you have a bad yeah. team, what more is there to lose? Like, yeah. like if we know we're going to be terrible, clean house. Start right cleaning now. house already. Start cleaning house early. Yeah. We have some young talent. Uh, figure out what we want to do with Drew Brees. I would like to keep him as long as we possibly can, as long as the yeah. money isn't too much. I have a feeling that he's going to leave us and go to a oh, different no, team. A lot. But, yeah, the money is going to be a lot. But, you know, we have guys like Lattimore and Snead and Thomas, Mark Ingram. Yeah. Peterson is still under contract after this season. Alvin Kamara is a bright spot. Ramchick. Yeah. Uh, Our defense is super young, which is a great yeah, positive. Yeah. Secondary. Uh, we have a great young kicker, too. Yes. So there's a lot of positives besides some awful negatives. Yes, you know? exactly. So, obviously, when we have young talent mixed with a Hall of Fame quarterback, mixed with a pretty nice receiving core when it's, you know, when everybody is there together, uh, and we're still losing games this bad, it falls under the head coach who needs to take accountable his actions. And we haven't even mentioned this. How many years in a row have the Saints gone 7-9? to nine? They've gone 7 nine, 3 seasons in a row, and four of the last five. How how have we not been blaming Sean Payton more than we have? I mean, like, three... The Super Bowl gives him the benefit of the it doubt. It does. It but really that, does. That but line is wearing out really that quick. That was, like, nine years ago. That was eight or nine years ago, you know? So yeah. so we, we, we need to start getting over that and say, hey, I agree. this is a new era. I mean, 2011 and 2013 were the only other bright spots besides that Super Bowl, and 26. So after the Super Bowl, we've only had two bright spots. 2011, yeah. 2013. 2011, uh, we lost against Seattle uh, in the divisional round, but in 2013, we uh, got... You beat the Eagles. Yes, I we believe. did. We beat the Eagles, and then we ended up going again to the divisional uh, round. So so those are pretty good series or uh, seasons, and we had decent defense, top offense in the league, uh, both of those seasons, along with our Super Bowl winning year. But other than that, Sean Payton's tenure at New Orleans has been mediocre at best. So I yeah. think it's time for us to look at Peyton and look at ourselves as a fan base. We need to look in the mirror and realize that it is time for a change at head coach. If and again, if we beat Carolina and then we go to London and beat Miami, we're two and two. That's pretty good. I, I think that we, we should write the ship. But I have a feeling that it's going to be a trend downwards. We're going to be one and three or zero oh and four. Sean Payton needs to go uh, right now. The Saints are the only team who have. Not won a game in the NFC South. The rest of the NFC South is five and zero, oh. uh, and the NFC is also looking good. Uh, Packers are one and one, obviously uh, uh, in the North. Uh, Cowboys are one and oh. so there's there's still a chance for the Saints to make the playoffs. Uh, Seahawks are one and one. Rams are one and one. Uh, but we have a very 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 tough division. So really, yep. at this point, we're really going to have to look for a wild card. Because I, yeah. I, we're not going to be able to win this division. So not now. Yeah, not not now. Maybe yeah, definitely not this season. So, um, but uh, we're we're going to take a quick break uh, right here, uh, and when we come back, uh, we will be talking. Uh, we will actually each give our own score predictions for the Carolina Panthers game. Uh, okay. Maybe go more in depth about what uh what we expect, but definitely give a score prediction uh for the game. And I'll I'll mention our own editor Roy Anderson his score prediction. So uh, we will be right back with that after these messages. And we are back, Saints fans. Did you miss us? I know I did. <laughs> and we are right back here talking Saints football for you guys. As Dayton just mentioned, we are going to talk the Saints-Panthers game coming up uh, this week. So, 
Uh, would you like to take the four day, or would you like me to have it? Well, let let, let me just give uh, Roy Anderson, our, yeah, own he's good. Our, our editor. Yeah, uh, he has the Saints winning this game. I was surprised that he picked the Saints to win, sixteen to thirteen. I think mm-hmm. it's. I, th- I do think it's going to be around that uh, same score. I think it's going to be twenty to seventeen. And I do think the Saints are going to win. Um, you know, I I hate picking against the Saints. Uh, it just you know feels bad. It you know makes me feel. But I, I have a little bit more confidence. I think that we will make some adjustments. Um, and again, Cam Newton isn't the Cam Newton that we've seen in his MVP season when they went to the Super Bowl. So. I have I have a ton of confidence in the adjustments Sean Payton will make, uh, especially Dennis Allen. I, I I think that he he's he's great at doing that. And granted, yes, their their defense is fantastic. They have Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis. Uh, they have a, a really nice secondary, uh, and their defensive line is probably one of the most stacked in in the league. Yeah. Uh, but if we run the ball more, let Drew Brees be a little bit more relaxed. Have him throw, you know, while he's not under so much pressure uh, in terms of pass rush as well as being down in the game score wise. Uh, I think that will be okay. I think it'll be lower scoring. Uh, so yeah, I have the Saints winning twenty seventeen. What about you, man? I don't know if I have a, pred- a prediction. I think more or less I have key matchups and what I would like to see for the Saints to succeed. So I will say that. So I think a key matchup here is going to be. How how the Saints linebackers respond to Cam Newton out of the pocket, especially you look at A.J. Klein, young linebacker, Alex Anzalone, against Cam Newton and uh, their running backs. And another matchup I would like to see head-to-head is Elvin Kamara versus the Panthers defense and Christian McCaffrey versus the Saints defense. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it could be a good game for Elvin Kamara. I don't know. I would like to see... It depends on how Alvin Kamara is utilized, but me personally, I'd like to see him put in more of, like, as if he's a wide receiver, having him run routes. I think he's very quick, go. and I think that'd be really cool to see. And one more thing, I think if, if you're facing a tough defense, something I've always been keen on is using your weapons to help you other than just scoring. The right. Saints have good blockers, and, and I feel like they don't utilize them enough. You have... Kobe Fleener, who can block as a tight end. You have Michael Humanuminui. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but the Who Man. John You've Coon. got those guys. Hmm? John yeah. Coon. You have Coon and Hill, too. You have a bunch of guys. Yeah. I mean, sure, you won't have three, four receivers that you can throw to, but you you have a better opportunity to give Drew Brees another second to throw. If you want to get the run game going, which we both recommend strongly. You can use an extra tight end or running back to help with that, you know. But I don't have a prediction. I'd like to see the Saints win. But at this point, I don't know. My brain's in the air as to what to expect. So Yeah. Yeah, it's uh yeah, I definitely want Peyton to implore more um run packages on offense for sure. Don't you feel that he's a little bit I don't know, I feel like he's being a little conservative. Yeah. I, I, maybe it could be Drew Brees and his Fading arm strength? Question mark? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, we'll have to see. It's interesting. But I feel yeah. like let it lose. You know, get yeah. your receivers on the same page. I know Ten Gin. I believe in the Patriots game on fourth down had a drop. I don't believe they were on the same page. Breeze again. I know Tommy Lee Lewis on one one route in the end zone was supposed to uh, go straight down, then cut to the right, yeah. and he ended up going behind the cornerback. When he should have went in front, just little things like this. And that would have been the same a, page and chuck it deep. And that would have been a touchdown, and that's also yep, a problem with the Saints. A lot of red zone trips with 
no touchdowns, a lot of field goals. Uh, it yeah. was it was disgusting to watch against Minnesota because if, if yeah. we would have at least had if two of those field goals would have turned into touchdowns, it would have been like a tie game. Yeah, and my was, bad. I said the Patriots. But it was oh no, a, you're good. Like you're good. Jets. You're good. <laughs> yeah, no, the both of these awful games have kind of mixed in between. Yeah. It. It's it's not fun to watch. So I'll um, say. Hey. Uh, the only way, you know, the only way you can learn is to fail miserably, so. That's true, so hopefully, but Sean Payton's failed miserably in the past, you would think that he would have learned by now, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so, right. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, so, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll have an episode next Monday um, talking about, obviously, discussing the uh, game against Carolina, whether it's a win or a loss, we'll be there talking about it. Tyler, good to have you back, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank I've, you. I've missed your classic sign-off, so go ahead and give it to us. Oh, yeah. Time. Okay, guys. We are here, and we are here to give our sign-off. So, like we always say, follow us on Twitter. You know that little bird that's blue? Yeah, that's the Twitter app. So make sure to follow us there. You can follow Dayton Brown at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow me, this guy over here. You can follow me at, at Raymond Tyler M. And you can follow our lovely... Uh, podcast account on Twitter at the WDD podcast. So we are running a bunch of different polls. We are connecting with our fans. We're doing awesome stuff regarding the Saints. And hey, in the end, if the Saints don't do well, you can still expect consistency from your two lovely hosts right here. The Saints may be 0-3, but we certainly will not be. So um, uh, just look out for uh, polls and just us connecting with the fans there, but that's all I've got. Let's go, Saints. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't have said a better who dat. Uh, uh, yeah, again, next week will be our 14th episode? 15th. 15th. Holy yeah. cow, yeah, we're on 15. We're getting close to 20. We, we might try to do something special for the 20th episode, maybe like a special yeah. interview or something like that. But That'd anyway, cool. thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, the stats are fantastic. I understand we don't do this for the stats, but... You know, we do this just to talk nice to have Saints a and connect support. with you guys. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The the greater the support is, the more we love doing this, and so it's fantastic. So again, thank you guys so much. Be sure to follow us on all those platforms. Also, be sure to go to hoodaddish.com. If you're not living there, you should be. And again, tune in next week when we discuss the Panthers game and preview the game against the Dolphins. As always, guys, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>